Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Knock that fire down, 19. Copy, Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. He weighs both sides of the story and chooses what's right over what's wrong. More Roy Green on the Chorus Radio Network. Watch that to our website. It's findazerkidsnow.com. Findazerkidsnow.com. A-Z-E-R. Kidsnow.com. Sign the petition. 13,000 signatures. Get those four children, those four Canadian children, back to their mother, Allison, and uh, their father, who's wanted by uh, Interpol and a Canada-wide arrest warrant for him. Uh, Saren Azur was a, a doctor in Alberta, was celebrated by the previous federal government, was a refugee to Canada, has abducted the, his, his children, and uh, is now in Iran, as uh, Allison found out, also found out from the RCMP, that the federal government is blocking, blocking the process for the RCMP to work with Interpol to get the kids back, and the Iranians, of all people of all countries, the Iranians are trying to be cooperative. The Iranians hear about the red alert. They get the red alert and they call Canada and say, what's going on? What do you need? Well, we've got this guy. What do you want? And, and Canada doesn't answer the call. And then when it comes time to, uh, to, to follow up, as you heard Allison tell us, when it comes time to follow up, uh, no, the RCMP uh, is blocked. And it could be just a political thing. I mean, I don't mean just a political thing. It could be a political consideration. And the prime minister, the prime minister stood with, with Alison Azur face to face and promised her he would make it his personal file and his personal objective to get her kids back to Canada. Find AzurKidsNow.com. All right, it is time for Catherine Swift, Michelle Simpson, Linda Leatherdale. Beauties and the Beast on this Saturday, and what a week, what a week it uh, has been. It's gone by so incredibly fast. There's been so much, so much turmoil. There's been, there's been tragedy there, and it, and it seems. I mean, it, it it happened over the last with with Dallas. It happened over the last what is it, 36 hours? It feels like a, a week and a half. And then before that, St. Paul, Minnesota, and Baton Rouge, Louisiana, uh, where the two African Americans uh, were shot and killed by by white police officers. The as I said earlier, you don't pick one over the other situation, but I, I keep seeing in my mind's eye that Facebook streaming of the inside of the car in uh, in St. Paul and and uh, the fiancé of uh, of the young man who was shot in the arm and who died, uh, bled out in the car, uh, trying to keep the, the police officer calm who was berserk. It's so so troubling. And then the, the assassination of the five police officers in Dallas. I will tomorrow read the email from a serving member of law enforcement in this country that he sent at 3.43 in the morning yesterday 
and uh, I, I will not name him because he would be in trouble with his employer for expressing the opinions he has, and there will be a reaction to that anyway. Uh, Linda, Catherine, Michelle, um, I, I don't know any more what to say other than we leadership seems to be, uh, there seems to be a vacuum of leadership. There are so many issues that need to be resolved and need to be addressed, and on an individual basis, I said earlier on the air, on an individual basis, we all know what is morally correct, we all know what is right, we all know what is wrong, and if we all start to behave in, in those, within those parameters, we'll, we'll go far in, in just having the kind of inter-societal relationship, I don't want to coin a new phrase here, but we'll go far to, to, to having relationships, just personal or impersonal, uh, broad-based, that will, that will work. I'm talking too much. Catherine, go ahead. Oh, gosh. <clears throat> like you say, Roy, where to begin? It's just awful. And it, uh, these situations, too, and so many commentators have said this. I'm just being boring probably by repeating it. But there's always lots more than meets the eye to these situations. In my mind, from my, again, uh, from my, you know, average person observations, uh, there's no question the police have are discriminating against black people. There's just no, no question about that. There's, <laughs> the statistics are there. Um, and that's appalling, of course, and much worse in Canada. Or, sorry, much worse in the U.S. than in Canada, I should say. So, I mean, not that that's reassuring, but at least, you know, I think we should acknowledge that there is a huge difference. And something's got to give here. I mean, we humans are, like you say, Roy, rational people, you know, and, and moral people and everything should all agree but we know that in our, you know, in, in average people's lives, there are always prejudices. There are always, there's always going to be some racism. Ideally, minimize it. There's always going to be sexism. You know, there's a, there's a ton of things like that. But, boy, uh, I, the, the absence of leadership, what I see, I see in Obama, I see Trudeau. Everybody does their selfie. Everybody does a tweet. And I'm sorry, man. That just sucks. That's just superficial guck. It's not and, leadership, I mean, even, it's even politics. Your intro there about Trudeau and these, this poor woman whose children have been taken by the father and stuff, it's, it's so easy. Talk is cheap. Corny old expression, but talk is cheap, and all I see from these guys is talk. You know, it's all politics. It's not leadership. It's politics. No, it's not it's leadership. A... And, but you know why? Because they won't take a risk. Yeah. They won't take yeah, any kind so of a true. risk. And if the you, only, you know what? The, 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 line, no, the only politician... It's, it's all about the vote. And I do disagree uh, with with you, Roy. Unfortunately, I I wish I didn't have to. I don't believe that we do all know what's right, what's wrong. I, I really don't. I think there are people out there with a different moral compass that are you know they're rising up for whatever reason. And I feel like I'm back in the 60s. I'm afraid to get out of bed in the morning after this week because you get out of bed and it's like the assassinations. It's, you know, this, you know, this killing, that killing. Even in Toronto, you look at the spike in, you know, the number of people that are murdered, the, the murder rate has spiked even in Toronto. So I'm really worried. But I don't believe that we all know what's right and what's wrong. I think how we deal with it, you know, you can say, 
what's right and what's wrong. But I don't believe that everyone knows that. But I also think, Michelle, a lot of people superficially spout what they believe is right or wrong. And you might say, oh, yeah, I can, I can buy that. I can agree with that. But that's not what they really believe, and that's not how they really yeah. behave. And Absolutely. We, and we're seeing that right now, I mean, with Trump resonating and saying, oh. but the hatred in this world is incredible. Mm-hmm. And you say, Michelle, go back to the 60s. I am saying we're in 2016, and this is a sad state of affairs, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. Well, yeah. Roy, I actually tweeted today. You'll be proud of me, but wow. I'm fighting <laughs> hatred. Welcome to 2016. <laughs> 18 characters. Give me a break. I couldn't even say what I wanted to say. <laughs> fighting hatred with hatred is what I said, is all wrong. And I want to remind yeah. people that some of the victims are not all black here. Come on. We have Sammy Yat in, in, in Toronto, and that officer was actually charged guilty of attempted murder. And let's think about this, that the, 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 the hatred towards now people wearing veils. I mean, the, the whole world, we, we've seen Philippines capture our people and behead one them. Of the, one, of the problems, one of the problems, Linda and Michelle and Catherine, one of the problems is this. But people have become tired. Now, I'm, I'm drifting away from what we were talking about. This is generically. People have become tired of being told what to say, what to do, and what to think by people they don't respect. Yeah. And, and this exactly. is also That's the demise true. of leadership. You, there is no, you, there is, you, there is no leadership. Right it's off, politics. Right. There's not leadership. People are not rewarded for leadership anymore. They're rewarded for bland. Oh, I don't know about that. I don't, oh, no, not leadership. You're right. No, don't no, but, but politics rewards Leadership you. rocks the boat. Well, yeah, you're right. Obama you're right, today, right. He's, he's saying, oh, well, black relations are much better under well, let's, me. Let, let's, let's hold what on a rock? sec, though. Let's, let's just, under him. Let's tamp it down just a little bit. <laughs> no, no, hold on. It's important that we tamp it down a little bit, I think, because we, we all get, we become so emotional, yeah. and I think that that at times creates... Uh, a critical mass situation because emotion starts to take over from reason and reason seems to be in short supply in some situations. Okay, but yeah. can I make one comment? I'm just going to say yeah. all lives matter, no matter what yeah. your race, your religion, or color of skin, and we're lucky to live in this democracy. We've got to remember that. I want to read you something, okay? Here, I'm just, just going to read you a little bit of that email from the law enforcement member, community member, just a little bit of it. And read the whole thing tomorrow and take phone calls. But I'll read you a little bit of it. At the beginning, he writes, As a serving member of the law enforcement community, I think I can speak for all who wear the badge in this country when I say our collective thoughts and prayers go out to our brothers and sisters in law enforcement in Dallas, Texas. Tragedies like this cut deep into our collective core as law enforcement officers as well as our families. Speaking only for myself, people just don't get it. Until they learn to say all lives matter, including blue ones, There'll always be an us-versus-them mentality on both sides of this equation. It's a question of fear as much as anything. Fear of police violence, police fear of being injured or killed during their job, a job that society demands be done, but society as a whole is not willing to do themselves. There's no doubt mistakes have been made, with some with tragic ends that didn't need to escalate to that point. But asking absolute perfection in an imperfect society, simply asking too much when you're not willing to do the job yourself, we all know... Only the bad things make the news, and the overwhelming good simply goes unreported because it doesn't serve anyone's political interests. Good point. Well, some stuff does, some good stuff does get reported, but on balance, I, I agree with those comments. Yeah. But again, that being said, I'll just go back to what I said at the outset, which the statistics don't lie. And I have black friends. We're all whiteies on this panel. We haven't experienced it. Maybe because three of us are females, we've experienced yeah. that part of the, you know, that part of the discrimination. But there is no doubt that 
black people are stopped more frequently in cars for no reason at all, uh, asked on the street for ID, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm not excusing everything, and I think Black Lives Matter has made a lot of mistakes. I think they made a big one in the Pride Parade in Toronto yeah, I agree. a week ago. But that being said, I don't think we can deny that they have a case because the facts are pretty, pretty compelling. Well, you need, to, you need to hear, if you're going to, you know, if I'm, it's not fair of me to take the little bit of this email out of context, neither will you hear the whole thing. And, and I'll do that tomorrow, and maybe if you're listening, you'll, you'll call. They, there's that situation in St. Paul, Minnesota, that young man who died. <laughs> and we saw his fiance in the live streaming on Facebook. That just breaks your heart. Little girl in the back of the car. The officer asked for a driver's license, asked for the regular stuff. He's told there, he has a firearm licensed back there. So then he does what he's told, and he dies. That is just so outrageous. Was, and, the, and, the, and the police surreal. officer is berserk. Such a surreal It's Yeah, exactly. Uh, Great word, situation. Catherine. Great word. Oh, Great un- word. unbelievable. And yet, I'm, I'm thankful for technology that permits a, a recording because it's not coming through anybody's filter. I mean, we, again, may find out details later that, you know, whatever. But that, that kind of, you know, real filming or, you know, whatever it is. Sammy Yatim, you mentioned it, Linda, same deal. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have known what happened if, if bystanders had not videoed that situation. And thank goodness for technology, I say, because it doesn't let anybody off the hook. But it, but it hasn't done much in the U.S., to hear that at this juncture, in this calendar year, that police have taken out 530-some people, civilians, and I don't know what percentage are of color or whatever, is awful. awful. I have to take a break. Guys, I have to take a break. Uh, there's, there's. I did speak with one criminologist only briefly earlier today. We had some technical issues, but there's a, there was a, um, an article in done by Reuters. I'm just reaching over trying to find it. Uh, done by Reuters, uh, written by Reuters news agency in 2014, and the headline is "Off-Duty Black Cops in New York Feel Threat from Fellow Police," and it's 25 black police officers in New York City, who uh, detail their experiences with their white colleagues wow. when they're out of uniform. And, wow. uh, and, and read, I don't have the time to, 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 uh, to, to explain it, because we have to take a break and we have to continue. But the, the headline is, Off-Duty Black Cops in New York Feel Threat from Fellow Police. That's Let me take scary. a break. We're going to come back with Catherine and Michelle on The Green Show. Stay with us. You listen to Green. Green. You might turn red. red. This is the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. So, uh, one of the uh, great political opportunists in the uh, in the world. Um, well, the Clintons one half is Bill, and it all depends on what half means. And uh, the other half is Hillary, and uh, Hillary had a lot to say. Well, she's starting to say a lot about the FBI director, uh, not not suggesting criminal charges be laid against her, but they should have been. We're going to be talking tomorrow with the executive director of Rasmussen Polling, because Americans, by majority, think that the FBI director, Mr. Comey, should have gone ahead with with recommending uh, felony charges against or charges against. Madam Clinton. 
It's just interesting how they parked it, how Bill and the Attorney General parked their little jets side by side and had a little contact. That's what we all do, right? Uh, Catherine, Linda, Michelle, we have little jets. We park in the parking lot and we just yeah. share coffees. And well, I like the fact Bill Clinton met with the Attorney General a few days before the verdict came down. That was really cute. Wasn't it? Yeah, perfect, no, perfect no. timing. Oh, it was just no, yeah, just talking about the grandkids. What a coincidence! Just yeah, talking about the grandkids. The bottom line is, any normal person, any regular person, did what she did, they'd be in jail. That's the bottom line. Well, absolutely, or on the way to jail. Yeah. On the way. Yeah. Hey, Michelle, you sent an email I found really interesting. We should talk about this, and that is what the MPs, the members of Parliament, are doing to refurbish their digs. So. We saw them, and this would be the liberals, and I'm a liberal, uh, but it, I don't know how long I'll be that. <laughs> you know, they get into office, and they increase their travel points, increase their office budgets in the writings, increase their salaries, and I read this week, $6 million. This is not part of their budget. But it's part of it's all our money. It's from the House of Commons. They're redecorating their offices to the <laughs> tune of six million dollars on the hill. Six you know, it doesn't sound like a lot, but I thought, you know what? There are no bad seats and there are no bad offices and if that's your first order of business, I'm ashamed. Well, you know what? It, it might not be a lot of money, Michelle, but you know what it is? It's an attitude that it reflects, and that will also carry into the big money department. Yeah. And when I see this government, I'll never forget Paul Martin. You know, I, I, I have a lot of time for him personally. I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a card-carrying anything, but I'm probably a small-c conservative philosophically. But I remember meeting him way back when he was, I think he was Minister of Finance. It was probably late 90s or something. Yeah, that I got would talking be. about things like, uh, the fact that I'd go on a business trip um, to a conference where there might be government employees there. The government empl- and I was president of CFIB at the time. Um, there were government employees that were director level, you know, not not senior people that were sitting up in business class when I was sitting in economy, which I didn't mind sitting in economy, but that wasn't the point. And I said that to Paul. You know, I said, you know, Paul, that that to me is disgraceful. And he said, oh, Catherine, it's not a lot of money. I said, that's not the point, Paul. That is an yeah. attitude. That is an attitude that pervades. The bureaucracy, when you say you have the right to waste taxpayers' money, to sit up there in business class, uh, when the people that are paying you are sitting back in steerage, you know, and, and that is pervasive. And, and anyway, every government wastes money, I'm sorry. But this particular government, look at the Oh, it's been, it's been awful. It's been awful. It's been and, awful, and they, dis, they display a contempt yes, for yes. taxpayers' dollars. Yep. And uh, everybody yep. in the country, I don't know why their approval ratings are as high as they are. Mm-hmm. People aren't paying attention. Well, right, the infrastructure minister, 835000 on his renovations, and he said it's a dedicated minister, a dedicated ministry, and a dedicated department to deliver. He needs this to deliver to Canadians. Give me what a country. I want that department. I want to be in charge of that department. I want to be in the charge of the department that hands out the money. Beauties, I've got to go. Oh, no. That's oh, one of those things. I wanted to ask Linda about how last weekend went. Two seconds, how'd it go? Oh, my.
my God, she got married. It was absolutely beautiful. I just want to also add, my daughter turned 25, and she celebrated her third year post-bone marrow transplant. Wonderful. She is that. Oh. doing great, guys. Yay. And great thank news. you all, Roy, particularly to you and to the beauties for all your support on that Thank journey. you, guys. Got to go. Got to go. Got to go. Thank you. Linda, so yeah. that was good. So happy for Sky. Got to go. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye.